Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Because what Jesus came to do is to take the power that's within him and give it to the one he's constructing. He's going to take of the spirit that's upon him and in him and empower his church. He's going to give his name and authority to the one he's constructing right there on that mountain. He's building, hammering, nailing, drilling. He's doing that. He's putting his power within the church. Now, have the devil understood that? One Jesus to deal with was hard enough. It was impossible. But how about several billions of Jesus? Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. All right, let our journey starts here in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. Our journey will start here, two verses. For time's sake, you will find that in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, uh, how the Lord begins to talk about the children of Israel and how they, they left Egypt and how they were all baptized by the water. They went through the water and baptized under the cloud. And they all ate that spiritual food, that manna. They all drink, drank from the same spiritual rock that was Christ, Right. They all had those experiences, but the Bible says that God was not pleased with them because not all of them made it into the promised land. Not all of them made it to the end. They began to murmur and they began to uh, complain and they did all kind of things, acts of disobedience. And so really, it starts here for us in verse number 11. And it says, now all these things, now this is 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. It says, now all these things happened unto them for examples. And they were, they are written for our admonition. That word admonition means warning. It's written for us. We read it in scripture. Consider that as a warning. It says, let me see, read it again. Now all these things happen unto them for examples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So that's our time frame. You understand that you are in that time frame right now, right? We're in that time frame of the end of the world. The Bible says in verse number 12, as a result of that, wherefore, let us that thinketh, let him rather, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth do what? Take heed, lest he fall. They all were baptized. They all, uh, they all ate the, the manna, that, that heavenly food that came down from heaven. They all drank of the spiritual rock. They all were baptized. They all were. But just because they were did not mean that they were going to make it in. The Lord said, let that be a warning to you. The end time church, he says, if you think you are standing, take heed lest you fall. Make sure that your foundations are secure. And that's why we're talking today about reset. This is part one. It's time for a do over. It's time for a do over. It's time to be reset. 
Let's make sure that we know who Jesus is, number one, and what he came to do. If you say, well, I already know about Jesus, I already know all of that. Well, it's time for us to make sure that our foundation is secure. You're going to have to make sure that your foundation is secure because this whole world is against you. You realize that, right? This whole world is fighting against you. You got to make sure that you are secure. We're going to subtitle today's message, The Secret. The Secret. Let's know Jesus and let's know why he came. To find that out, let's go. We're going to start again in Matthew 16. Matthew 16. We're going to read verses 13 through 20. Very familiar text of scripture. It is so familiar to many of us that we can let this literally slip. Don't fall asleep on this. Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 13. I'm going to read verse 13 uh, through 20. And it says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the, of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Bless art thou, Simon Barjona. I love that. The Lord says, Bless are you, Simon Barjona, Simon, son of Jonah. I'm sure Simon's father was named Jonah, but I believe this was a reference to the Jonah that ran after hearing the word from the Lord. Simon, you're a runner. But when I'm done with you, you're going to be a rock. He said, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. Why? Why was he blessed? And you'll see this. For flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee. The Lord's flesh and blood. He said, you didn't see that in me. And it also means that no other human being, flesh and blood, human being told you that. He says, you're blessed. He says, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. In other words, you've received this knowledge through divine inspiration. The father actually communicated that to you by his spirit. Verse 18, and he says, he says, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In verse 20, make special note of this. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Shh, it's a secret. Just for a while. We're speaking from the subject of the secret. Now, the notice, notice how the Lord said, upon this rock, I will build. And we'll talk about these rocks in just a little bit. He said, I will build my church. In other words, the Lord is taking personal responsibility as he's the builder. He's the main contractor. He's the 
He's the foreman. He's taking the responsibility. Jesus is building the church. As a matter of fact, Hebrews says this. Hebrews 12, verse number 2 says, Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down, present tense, at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is responsible for building the church. Now, we understand that the church is not a building. We know that the church is the people, right? It is the ecclesia, Greek word. The ecclesia, the called out body. So I want you to see today for us to get really encounter this and really feel this and experience this. You must understand that when the Bible says, when Jesus says, I will build my church, you can put your name in there. If you are born of God, born again, then you can say that Jesus is personally building me. Say that. Jesus is my builder, is my contractor. He's building me. So if you are born of God, born again, you are part of the called out body, then that means that Jesus is personally building you. Now, he said, I will build my church. So he was, he is building Linda. He's building Todd. He's building James. He's building you. Whatever your name is listening right now, watching. He is building you. We must own that. Jesus is building me. Say that Jesus is building me. Brick by brick, experience by experience, he is building me emotionally, mentally, physically, psychologically, spiritually. Every way, Jesus is building me. Now, Jesus is not a runaway contractor. What he starts, he will complete. No matter if he has to take you through this or that, if he starts it, he will complete it. He'll get the job done. Are you hearing? Now, let's look once again at the hallmarks of what Jesus is building. I want you to see the, the very powerful, the, the, the very powerfulness of this, of what he's doing in you because you are the church. Say with me, I am the church. Jesus is building me. Now look at the hallmark. Let's look in the book of, uh, same thing, Matthew 16, 18. But this time, let's look at it out of the Amplified Bible. Matthew 16, 18, out of the Amplified Classic Edition says this. And I say, and I tell you, you are Peter. In the Greek, that's Petros, a large piece of rock. Right? He's taking him from the runner, making him to a large piece of rock. And he said, and on this rock... The Greek is Petra, a large or rather a huge rock like Gibraltar, right? The big mountainous rock. And he says, and he, he says, I will build my church on this huge rock, on this rock like Gibraltar. The Lord said, I will build my church. He's building you. So look at yourself. Picture yourself on some type of big mountain. You're standing there on that big mountain, and there's a lot of hammering going on. There's a lot of nailing going on. 
There is some sanding going on. There is some, there is some welding going on. There, there's construction going on. See scaffolding all around you. Scaffolding and you're standing like that. And they're scaffolding and they're, the Lord is working on you. Working. He has multiplied himself. There are a whole lot of little Jesuses all around you. Working on you. Working on you. And drilling. And drilling. And sometimes you. Oh, sometimes you. Oh, sometimes you're happy. He's working on you. He's working. Working on you're standing there on that huge mountain. God's project. He's working. Can you see yourself there? Now I want you to notice again the hallmarks of what Jesus is actually building. He says, I will build my church, and then he says, and the gates of Hades, that is the, the power, powers of the infernal region shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. The word gates talks about authority, right? In biblical times, the gates of a city talked about the strength of the city. And in its gates, that's where the leaders of the city met and they made decisions. So that's, so that's power. Gates talk about power and talks about authority, The Lord said, when I am through with you, even the very power and the authority of hell will not be able to overcome you. It will not be able to overpower you. The Lord said, when I am done with you, nothing in hell will be able to stop you. He said, I am personally making sure of that. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Say with me, the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. Wow. The very powers of hell. We think about hell, you think about everything that is evil. Everything that is bad. Sickness, disease, uh, Uh, depression, aggravation, frustration, stress, everything that is horrible, everything that is bad, everything that tears down humanity. God said, when those things come, you'll still be standing. It shall not overcome you. It shall not overpower you. The Lord said, I'm building you. Now think about this for a moment as well. Why did Jesus ask this question? Why did he ask that? Whom do men say that I am? Well, the answer to that is really foundational, and you're going to see this. It's foundational. This was a, it seemed to be a trick question. He's sitting around with the disciples, maybe around, they're somewhere, and all of a sudden he just says the answer. In many of the, um, many of the gospels, they, they just had some sort of miracle service. In, in many of the uh, cases, he just fed the 5,000 or he just healed a lot of people. And then he turns to them and say, I'm sure sometime after, what do people say about me? What do they think about me? Then he says, what do you say about me? Who do you think I am? And that question is still very much a part of our lives today. But why did Jesus ask that question? Because really, in order to understand why he did that, you have to understand that this was an extremely well-kept secret from the beginning of time, or should I say, before time. 
an extremely well-kept secret. And you'll see this in the word of God today. Because this was something that was hidden. It was secret before the world began. You see, this secret began to be revealed, or we see a little indication of it there in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve. And the Bible says that God told Eve, you know, she said, uh, the Lord told her that thy seed is going to bruise his head, the seed of the woman. That was Christ. And then when Abraham came along, the, the father told Abraham, well, out of your seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Christ was known as the seed of Abraham. And then one of those things we need to see here also in, uh, in the book of Isaiah. Look at Isaiah, Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53. I want you to notice this. This was a secret. Who Jesus was and what he came to do was a secret hidden. Look at Isaiah 53, verses 1 and 2 on the King James Version. It says this. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm means strength or power. Who is the arm to, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. This arm, this strength, this power of the Lord is Christ, the soon coming Messiah. Who's going to believe this? Who's going to understand this, what God is going to do? He says, verse 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath Look at this next phrase here. He have no form or comeliness. Comeliness meaning majesty or glory. He have no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. In other words, when you saw Jesus, he was so well hidden that he looked just like a plain old ordinary guy. There was nothing majestic when you saw him physically. No splendor, no glow. He just looked like a plain old ordinary guy. Hidden. He was hidden. I love the way the Bible declares in the book of, book of uh, Philippians. Let's look at that. Philippians 2. This talks about exactly what Jesus did. Philippians 2, verses 6 through 8. I love this out of the New Living Translation. And it says this. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being hidden the God that made everything father God the source father spoke and the word took what the father spoke and made a reality the father made everything through his word in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God here is God now that made himself a body mind-blowing the one who made everything, the, man, the one who is infinite, who, who is uh, infinity, made himself a body. And only God could do this, condensed himself in a small form. 
all of that power in one human vessel and you couldn't tell it. Talk about a secret. Talk about hidden. Even in his own hometown, they didn't know it. Uh, we know Mary. We know his brothers. We, we know who, who Jesus, who him. So well hidden. Here is God walking around you. They had no clue, Gladys. No clue. The Bible says, verse 7 again, instead he gave up his divine privileges. Oh my goodness. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. This was a secret. Jesus said plainly in Luke 10, let's look at that Luke 10, 22. Want you to see this? The Lord says this plainly, Luke 10, 22. It says, all things are delivered to me of my father. And no man, say no man. No man knoweth who the son is, but the father. And who the father is, but the son and he to whom the son will reveal him. Jesus said, no man knows the son. It's a secret. The word know also means to understand, to perceive, to have knowledge of. Yes, you know my name. Yes, disciples, you know me. But do you know me? You know I grew up around Nazareth, but do you know me? And do you know what I came here to do? Now, even the rulers of this world did not know who Jesus was. The principalities, the, the high devils, and of course, you know, the religious leaders did not know who Jesus was. Let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 2. We're going somewhere. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6 through 12. I want to read it all. It says, Howbeit we speak, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Verse 7. Four, verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The word mystery is secret. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained when? Before the world unto what? Our glory. You'll understand that this wisdom is hidden not from you but for you. This was hidden before the world. God had a plan a long time ago. He said it was, it was ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew. They didn't know it. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the devil knew what would happen, he wouldn't have done it. Verse 9, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. 
For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. The rulers didn't know it. Hidden from them. Man didn't know it. Hidden from them. Well hidden from them. If the rulers of this world had known it, they would not have crucified the king of glory. Now, they didn't know what Jesus came to do. But they could discern who he was. These demonic powers. By what he did, they discern there's something special about this dude. And they began to, demons began to blurt it out every once in a while. But they still didn't know who he really was and what he really came to do. They began to blurt out, we know who you are. But they didn't know his mission. Let's look at a few of those. Let's look at Mark. Mark 1. And there was in their, uh, in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone, for let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And what did Jesus say to them? Listen to the Lord's response. And Jesus rebuked, rebuked him, saying, What? Hold thy peace and come out of him. Be quiet. Shh. He says, be quiet. Verse 26. And when the unclean spirit had thrown him and, uh, and cried with a, a, rather had torn him and cried with a, with a loud voice, he came out of him. Look at Mark 1, verse 33 and 34. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he, talking about Jesus, healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils. And what happened? And suffered not the devils to speak. Why? Because they knew him. You getting this? He says, shh. It's a secret. Be quiet. You know me because of what I've done, but you don't know what I've come to do. Because what Jesus came to do is to take the power that's within him and give it to the one he's constructing. He's going to take of the spirit that's upon him and in him and empower his church. He's going to give his name and authority to the one he's constructing right there on that mountain. He's building, hammering, nailing, drilling. He's doing that. He's putting his power within the church. Now, have the devil understood that? One Jesus to deal with was hard enough. It was impossible. But how about several billions of Jesus? Are you hearing? 
Let's look at Mark, Mark 3, verse 11 and 12. And it says, uh, the, unclean, the unclean spirit, when, uh, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And how did Jesus respond? Verse 12, and he straightly charged them that they should what? Not make him known. Shh. It's a secret. Yeah, you may know who I am, but you don't know what I've come to do. Because if you knew what I was coming to do, you would not have done that. You would not have put me on that cross. It's a secret. This was a secret kept from man and kept from devils and everybody else. They could see, man could not see who Jesus was until Father revealed, but those those evil spirits, because God is a spirit, spirit saw spirit, spirit recognized, but they didn't understand the wisdom that was behind it. When man receives this wisdom, this revelation, when man receives the secret of who Jesus is and what Jesus came to do, he is then transformed. We are transformed. Think about it again. In Mark, let's go back to Matthew, Matthew 6, 18. I want you to see this one more time. Matthew 6, 16. Look at the very last part of that again. The Lord said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, everything that may be powerful in that dark pit, nothing down there in the deepest hell, not one thing will be able to overpower you. You gotta see that. You gotta see that. The Lord said, stand there. But what we do, we kind of run off sometime. Oh, it hurt. We hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Then we got to put all the, he's got to put all the, you know, all the things back on us again and start the construction pile. Oh, it hurt. It hurt. We run off. We run off. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. And we run off. We run off. They say, okay, we got to start it again because I'm not going to stop until I finish what I started in you. Stand there. It hurt. Stand there. They hurt me. Stand there. I want to leave. Stand there. I don't know why I'm doing that. Stand there. They're not listening to me. Stand there. Stand there. I'm building something in you. There's a power and might and authority that is building in you. He's building a container for his power. A container for his power like a liquid authority like liquid gold like liquid glory pouring it over into you and when you are finished nothing that hell has to offer will be able to stop you or prevent you from doing what God said nothing Oh, my Jesus. But you got to stand. It hurt, and I don't understand. Stand. You found your sweet spot. Stand in it. One of the greatest tactics of the enemy is to try to get you to run off. Yet again, little Jonah. But the Lord said, when I'm through with you, you're going to be a large rock. 
And a rock is a large rock or boulder is not easily moved. And it is not easily shaken. Oh, it's going to take something for you to move a big old boulder. <laughs> oh, it's going to take something for you to move it. And God help you if, it, if it's round and if it roll on you, you're really going to have a problem. You're going to get crushed. But that is for people who allow the Lord to reveal to them who he is and what he's come to do. Now, notice what happened after Jesus revealed who he was. After, rather, after the Father revealed Jesus. What happened after the Father revealed Jesus to Peter and Peter spoke it and Jesus made the declaration, no longer are you going to be known as Simon Bar-Jonah, the runner. You can be known as the rock. I will transform you. I'll shape you. But notice after that, let's look down uh, again, Matthew 16, Matthew 16. Let's look at verse 21. It says, from that time, say that time, from that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. His mission. What he came to do. The father revealed who Jesus was. And then Jesus revealed what he came to do. In other words, the father revealed the word. And then the word opened up and showed them his purpose. You got me? Now, how does man respond to this? And this will also find another reason why God said, shh, it's a secret. He knows what's in the devil, number one. And he also knows what's in the heart of man. Look at look how Peter responded to this. Then Peter took him, my God. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Peter, you have lost your mind. He took him. Look, come here, Jesus. Come, come here. And come on. Get my, oh, good Lord. Can you imagine that? Somebody snatching you up, took, take you. Let me pull you aside, Lord. And began to rebuke him. My God, I can't even. He began, to, he took him and rebuked him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. Huh. But he turned. Oh, my God. Watch it, Peter. He's turning. <laughs> but he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. There's another name change, wasn't it? <laughs> thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. The Lord said, you are an offense to me. The word fence there is the Greek word scandalon, which means a stumbling block. And what do you do with something in front of you? You think you're going to trip over. You put it behind you. you. Get behind me. The word Satan there is it means adversary. You have come. You fighting against me. Oh, 
<laughs> get on behind me, boy. You don't know what you're doing here. He said, you're an offense to me. Peter was saying, the plan, don't allow the plan of God to come to pass, Jesus. Don't allow your power to be transferred to me, Jesus. Let him stay like it is. You just keep doing what you do, Jesus. You keep doing it. But Peter did not understand the wisdom of God, the plan of God to take what was in Jesus, to take Jesus himself and put him in another human vessel and how we would walk around as the hands and feet of Jesus, how Jesus would speak out of us and prophesy out of us and touch the world through us. And we would lay hands on the sick and the sick would recover. We walk with power and great authority, casting out devils and demons and doing the works of the father Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto the father I am building my church and when I'm done the gates of hell the authorities of the underworld shall not stop you but it's hard Lord Peter, if you only understood, there you go trying to run again. It's hard and it hurts and I can't do this. Tell your neighbor, it's a part of the process. It's, it's just a part of the process. It's a part of the process. A lot of this flesh has to be removed. It's a, it's a part of the process. I'm angry, God. It's a part of the process. And sometimes I cry, God. It's a part of the process. Sometimes I feel like nobody want me around. It's a part of the process. Sometimes they build me up. Sometimes they tear me down. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the process. Jesus said, I am the foreman. I am the builder. I am the architect. I am the author. And I will finish you. And when I am done, good God Almighty, you will charge the gates of hell itself. And I mean, you'll go with an empty water pistol and the fire will be out before you even get there. I'm telling you, oh my God, what Jesus will do in you, what he is building in you is incredible. The next time we come back, oh my God. If you only knew who you were, and whose you were. Do you know who your builder is? Stop getting in the way of his building project. You think you know, but you don't know. Let him build you. Just acknowledge him. Lord, thank you for building me. Thank you for building me. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. His labor's not in vain. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate what you're doing in me. I appreciate what you're doing in me. I submit, I surrender. And one of the things we need to repent about today is grieving the spirit of God. Grieving him. This project could have gone a whole lot faster. It may not have been finished, 
But it could have gone a whole lot faster. Sometimes we slow the work down. We hear the two by fours behind the wall saying, okay, no work today, Jesus. The Father's been thinking about you for a long time. This was held secret, not from you, but for you, before the world began. This was God's plan, that he would use you, that he would do this. And he calls certain people and circumstances to come around you to use them to build you. Those nasty folk on your job, nasty people in the church, church leadership, he calls all of that stuff around you to build you, and he says, stay right there. Because there's something in you that I'm allowing that tool, people say, that person's such a tool, that's right. He's using that tool to take something out of you. I didn't know I was like that until that person said that. And I, oh, Lord. God got a lot of tools to use. A lot of places to use. A lot of firing places. But we just have to submit to what he's doing. So let's pray right now. Father, Lord God, we ask your forgiveness for running out of place and for running off, being Jonah's and running off and, and not allowing you to build us up. Lord, it has hurt. It has hurt a lot. And we have not understood everything that you are doing and still don't completely understand it now. But Lord, we trust you and we want to trust you more. Lord, we do ask that when some of that stuff is not of you, that we don't stay there. We don't want to endure unnecessary suffering. But Lord, if you were doing this, no matter how much it hurts, we want to stay right there and let you complete that in us. We acknowledge you working in us and working through us. We thank you for being so faithful, so faithful to start and to finish we appreciate you for thinking so much about us. We thank you so much. We ask you, Lord, for greater grace, more grace, so that we may finish this race. We thank you, Lord, that through it all, we ask for peace, that we may endure when you are building us, and discernment to know when it is not you and what to do. In Jesus' name. Now, my friend, those of you that are watching right now and listening from all around the world, we want to give you the opportunity to know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Today is your day. And today will be the very best day of your life as you come into the family of God. So no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, the arm of the Lord is has extended out to you in love and kindness and tender mercy won't you receive him today 
So if the Lord is dealing with your heart, then just pray this prayer with me, with us today. As we pray this prayer, just repeat after me and just say, Father, I come to you, a sinner in need of a Savior. I admit I've done bad things. I've sinned. I've come short of your glory. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. And I ask you to wash my sins away and take them from me. Make me yours, Father. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord. Live in me, and I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the evidence of a changed life. This day, I confess, I believe Jesus. You are mine and I am yours. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friend, if you just prayed that prayer or something like that, I believe that the Father has heard you. And I'll say to you, welcome to the family of God. Now, your next step is to join a good Bible-believing church. Get baptized in the name of the Lord. Get in your Bible, study your Bible, and talk to your Heavenly Father every day. He'll lead you to where you must go and what you must do. He's not a deadbeat dad. He's not going to have you just to leave you on the curb somewhere. No, he is with you. His spirit is now on the inside of you, and he'll take care of you. Give us a call or, or let us know by way of our website at kingdomrock.org. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. Until next time, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time. All right, bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.